Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Trash Talkers, whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You're listening to Trash Talk with D-Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Monday, the 15th of January, 2024, this is episode number 14 of our NBA pod. As always, we're going to run through our best of the best for the week. Heavy focus on the Northwest Division, that's for sure. They are flying right now. We'll also take out some trash. There are some seriously bad basketball teams right now in the NBA, and we're going to be running through a few of those. We'll also hit our question time up at Trash Talk with D-Bork there on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks again for sliding those questions on through. Keep the feedback and the support coming. I love everything that comes my way online there. And we'll also hit on some best bets for the NBA tomorrow, Martin Luther King Day over in America. So we're going to hit on that. Last week, our best bet on the pod saluted. Unfortunately, a couple of bets on our Instagram throughout the week did not, on the weekend in particular. Three dribble outs in a minute in San Antonio Spurs game. That was something else. Anyway, we hit on that a little bit later. So why don't we start with our best of the best for the week. And pretty much it's all teams bar the Portland Trailblazers in the Northwest Division. <laughs> so we're going to start with the best team in the NBA right now, which I don't think a lot of people would have seen this coming at the start of the year, but the Minnesota Timberwolves, 28-11. and 11. They didn't have the best of weeks. I mean, they went 3-2 and two this week, uh, running through how they went down. Started off with a loss to the Dallas Mavericks, 115-108 to 108 in Dallas. Followed that one up with a win at Orlando, which is an impressive one, 113-92. to 92. Orlando, bit of a bit of a spiral at the moment right now, but still a big win. Followed that up in Boston. It looked like Boston were going to lose their first game at home all season, but as Celtics just found a way, uh, 127 to 120 in overtime. Minnesota were actually up by eight with a couple of minutes to go in that one. So yeah, tough loss for the Timberwolves there. Followed that up with a 116 to 93 victory against the Portland Trailblazers. That's nothing to write home about this season, given how bad they are. But today was extremely impressive and something that's been, I guess, how the Timberwolves have played all season long. 109 to 105 against the LA Clippers. Big time win against the Western Conference rival Anthony Edwards was superb once again, going for 33 and six assists in that one. I think most people are expecting a bit of bit of a drop off from the Timberwolves, but we are now pretty much halfway through the season, and this team is still in first position out west and almost first overall. Uh, looking at the Boston Celtics record right now, you've got to think that Minnesota are going to be playing incredibly hard to try and stay thereabouts, especially given the Bucks are twenty eight and twelve. You know, Boston's thirty and nine, obviously still outright first, but. These Timberwolves aren't going away anytime soon. We'll hit on them a little bit later on in term, in question time. We've got a question about them coming up, which I'm excited about. Uh, but if you look at their run for the rest of this week, uh, they got a big, big matchup to finish the week. But they've got the Detroit Pistons in Detroit coming up soon. Cade Cunningham out there for a little bit, so they should be fine to, to get that one. Even if he was playing, they probably should be fine anyway. Then get the Memphis Grizzlies at home, who can't seem to keep anyone on the court right about now. But on Sunday, and I think everyone's going to circle this game, they face the OKC Thunder at home. That one's going to be fun. Speaking of the OKC Thunder, 27-11 and 11 for the boys. A 4-0 and 0 week for them. Australia's second favourite team, let's be honest, with our very own Josh Giddy playing there. Their week, 136-128 to 128 at the Washington Wizards, similar to the Portland Trailblazers. Nothing to write home about there. 
Then they travelled to Miami with no Jimmy Butler, took care of business there in a highly entertaining game, 128 to 120 in the Miami Heat, a very, very, very good basketball team. They are. So that's an extremely good win, regardless of who was not on the court for them. Then this one, my goodness, Portland. Dear, oh dear, 139 to 77. Yikes. Uh, then they finished the week with 112 to 100 victory against the Orlando Magic. This team is... I'd say in the entire division, maybe in the entire NBA, they have the highest ceiling of all teams. They've got a genuine MVP chance in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's about third or fourth favorite right now. Joel Embiid getting dangerously close to hitting that game's limit on uh, how much it's going to take for him to potentially miss out in the MVP award. He almost could be gone. He's missed a fair few games anyway. But yeah, Shea's a huge runner, especially if they managed to finish first or second overall. Chet Holmgren seemingly is almost locking up that rookie of the year. Their coach is favorite to win coach of the year. So it's it's so much fun to watch. They really are. Uh, And they've got a huge, huge week ahead, though, for a team that's in second position right now, just behind the Minnesota Timberwolves at 27-11. They get a four-game road trip starting in L.A. tomorrow at Los Angeles Lakers, then face the Los Angeles Clippers, then travel to Utah, and then, like we said, finish in Minnesota on Sunday. That is a lot of games in four days, uh, four or five days, sorry. And, yeah, that last one in particular is just huge, but you can't even look past Utah at the moment. So a huge four-game stand where they could potentially go on four, but this team's good enough to go 4-0. So it's going to be pretty fun to watch. They are, yeah, they're they're a bundle of fun, this mob. They really are. Can't wait for playoff time watching this team because we've mentioned it a lot. They're not scared. They're really not. They believe they are a genuine chance to win the NBA title, and we haven't seen that in OKC since they had the likes of Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, that team that made it to the NBA Finals and unfortunately were knocked off by the Miami Heat. But, yeah, there hasn't been this much excitement about uh, a team in Oklahoma City, and... How can you not be excited? They've got to do everything in their power to keep this team together because they're so young. There's going to be a lot of money floating about. Yeah, some sacrifices need to be made to keep this team together and, yeah, some big conversations need to be had for sure. But they are a huge chance this year to take home the NBA title. Speaking of which, this division's so good. The Denver Nuggets, they had 28-13 and and third overall at West. They had a 3-1 and week. Uh, 131 to 114 against the Detroit Pistons. Again, no shocks there. Then they traveled to Utah, and they were bad on Thursday. They really were. 124 to 111 to the Utah Jazz, but similar to what was said, Utah are flying right now. They came back very, very well on Saturday. 125 to 113 against a team who's riding high, the New Orleans Pelicans. Denver really did put it on them. They did. They're a tough team to beat at home, Denver, and they yeah, they weren't happy with how things went down in Utah. And then finished off today 117 to 109 in the early window against the Indiana Pacers. They're only a half game back of the Minnesota Timberwolves and OKC. It almost seems like this Denver team is somewhat going through the motions. Like they're you almost don't feel like they're twenty eight and thirteen. They're just I don't know, as long as they're healthy. I don't think it matters where this team finishes in the playoffs because if you get a healthy Nikola Jokic, you get a healthy Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, MPJ, I think they're going to be just fine. Their bench is a little bit concerning, I'll say that, given the loss, I guess, they've had 
of you know Bruce Brown now being gone. So you're going to have to have a Christian Braun to lead the way in the playoffs, or this team could be one to watch with trade deadline coming up in a few weeks to bolster that roster and just get them over the hump to win back-to-back NBA titles. They're obviously still good enough now, but I feel like they're going to make a move. I feel like they will. they got two big road tests, though, coming up this week. They travel to Philadelphia, which is going to be enormous, again, depending if Joel Embiid is good to go in that one. I hope he is, because watching Jokic and Embiid go head-to-head against each other, is a, it's a great watch. And then they travel to the Boston Celtics Wednesday and Saturday, respectively. So they are going to be two enormous, enormous games. Could every chance of going 0-2, but also 2-0. Yeah, they're, they're going to be some quality basketball to watch for sure. So keep an eye on those. Last but not least in this division is the Utah Jazz. Didn't think we'd be talking about them riding high, but they are 21-20 and 20 and currently in ninth position in the West. Every chance to make the play-in at this rate. They've won eight of their last nine. They had themselves a 4-0 week. Started incredible. I mean, this whole week's incredible from Utah. 132-116 to 116 at the Milwaukee Bucks. They were up 30 at halftime in that one. That that scoreline actually looks somewhat respectable for Milwaukee. I then followed that up, like we mentioned, 124 to 111 against the Denver Nuggets. Absolutely blitzed the Toronto Raptors on Saturday, 145 to 113. And then followed that up, just pretty much punching the LA Lakers in the face, 132 to 125. Again, a scoreline that probably looked a lot closer than what it was. In this stretch that Markin's had for the week, he's been enormous for them. They're getting great production out of Jordan Clarkson off the bench as well. There's been plenty of chat about him being traded, but given this stretch of play that the Jazz have had, they might just hold on to him and every chance to make the playoffs at this rate, especially if they can somehow get home court in that play, and that'd be huge. But yeah, Markin for the week averaged 24.5 points a game, 11 rebounds a game, and just under three assists on the night. And if you're getting that kind of all-star form out of Larry Markkinen, they are going to be very, very tough to beat, especially at home. They're always a tough unit to beat at home, the Utah Jazz, and they've now started to started to put it together a little bit. They really have. Uh, they're 14-5 and five at home this season, 7-15 and 15 on the road, so they've got some things to fix there. But I think if you ask anyone if they'd take 21-20 and 20 in Utah, and you know they definitely would. And if you look at their week for the rest of the week coming up, they've got the Indiana Pacers tomorrow, which should be a highly entertaining game, but probably without Tyrese Halliburton. So they should be, they should get another win there. Uh, then have the Golden State Warriors come to their home court. Then the OKC Thunder, which is absolutely huge. And then finish with a travel away game to the Houston Rockets. So it's a very doable, once again, 4-0 kind of week for Utah if they keep up this level of play, which has been highly entertaining basketball. And when, like I said, when you're getting that kind of production out of Clarkson and out of Larry Markin, and John Collins is playing some very good basketball too, Colin Sexton now starting for this team, they're a joy to watch. They really are. They really, really are. they got Keontae George now back in the lineup too off the bench with Clarkson. Their bench is super young and playing a great brand of basketball. So they are must-watch TV right about now, the Jazz for sure. Anyway, that is the best of the best for this week. Sorry, Portland, we can't add you in to the best of the best in the Northwest Division, but I'll do you a favor, Portland. You're probably going to be in the trash, so uh, let's call the garbage man in and let's see what we got for this week. (laughs) 
right, let's stick with that Northwest division right now. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers, yep, let's finish them off. They are the fifth team in the Northwest at 10 and 28, 14th out West, had themselves a one and four week. We know they're a bad team, but I think it's just the way they lost games that just simply hasn't been good enough. They defeated Brooklyn somehow, so the week started red hot for them, 134 to 127 there. Then travelled to New York, all these games on the road, by the way, so a tough road trip for Portland, 112-84. to 84. Mentioned it before against OKC, that dreadful, dreadful loss, 139-77. to 77. And then travelled to the Minnesota Timberwolves, tough game, 116-93. to 93. So overall, a pretty tough week for this mob. They finished that off today, obviously, at home, uh, 127-116 to 116 loss to the Phoenix Suns. And overall, a tough schedule, but again, it's more just the... The lack of effort, I think, from from this team, from a, from an incredibly young unit. They've had a few injuries this year with Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp kind of missing some time, so they're extremely young. I, I feel like they've got to give Chauncey Billups time. Like you can't you can't go sacking a coach that really doesn't have a team to work with. At the end of the day, this this team was going to be bad. I think he really, really needs to own in and start developing Scoot Henderson because he's struggling a lot this season. Missed, missed a fair bit of time towards the start of the season. He's now come back in. you just got to give him the keys to develop, I guess. He's averaged just under 10 points a game in his last four. If there's one positive, I guess, I guess talking about the Portland Trailblazers for starters being in the trash, but... Duop Breath is playing some very good minutes for them. And speaking about, I guess, the Boomers play, he's almost somewhat odds-on to, to be in that team. You'd like to think Jock Landau is going to be the starting centre, but he's not playing basketball. Duop Breath is. So it may be Reith's every chance of actually starting over him. And he's playing good basketball too. He really is. If you look at If you look at his production over... The last four games for, I guess, you know, struggling Portland Trailblazers team. He had 17-6 and six today against the Phoenix Suns, which is a solid outing for them. Then also had, in back-to-back games, he had 14-6 and six against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have two very good bigs as well. In their win against Brooklyn, he had 15-13. and 13, So he's playing some good basketball, and he needs to stay in that rotation. Again, probably being a little bit biased here, but... For the Australian Boomers coming up in Paris, you want him playing minutes. We somehow need Jock Landau to be hitting the court for him to to be playing. But yeah, this Portland team is going to be heading towards the early stages of the NBA draft. And like we mentioned, do not do not give up on Chauncey Billups because if there's anyone that's going to eventually get the best out of Scoot Henderson, it's going to be him. So you need to stick with him. But unfortunately, this team is the only team from the Northwest Division in the trash. Let's go to another bad team. We'll head out east for this one. The Charlotte Hornets. My goodness. They are 8-30 on the season after an 0-5 week. Started at Chicago, losing 104-91. Followed that up with an overtime loss to the Bulls at home, 119-112. Then had Sacramento come visit town, 123-98, losing that one. The biggest disappointment of, of the week, was, which was on Saturday, a game that we had the over 236. And yeah, like we said, three straight dribble outs in the last minute. 135-99 to 99 against the San Antonio Spurs. That was Lamelo Ball's first game back from injury after quite some time. He had 28-3-5 in that one, but they were lifeless. They really were. And today, 
losing to the Miami Heat, 104 to 87. Lamelo having 21, 10 and 5 there. You think it's going to take some time for him to to get going back in this lineup, but they just look like they've got absolutely nothing. They really do. And if you look at their week for the rest of the week, they've got the Miami Heat up next in Miami, then travel to New Orleans. You'd think they're absolutely no chance of winning both of those. Then get the Spurs at home. I mean, have to just lose them by 36. You couldn't do much worse against them on the on the Charlotte's own floor and then get the Philadelphia 76ers at home. So, yeah, really tough week for the Charlotte Hornets. At best, you think they'd be going one and three. But, yeah, at the end of the day, this team needs something. They don't look good. They're, not, they're, not, they're no good to watch. They're really not. They're battling. Speaking of no good to watch... They were in our trash almost every week this season after their losing streak. We thought we'd take them out, but now it's time to get them back in. The Detroit Pistons, they are 3-36 and after an 0-4 and week. They've now lost seven straight. Are we going to to head back to this 27-28 game territory? <laughs> every chance. Their week, 131-114 to loss at the Denver Nuggets. They followed that up with a home loss to the Sacramento Kings, 131-110. to then had the Spurs at home, and you think every chance we could beat them. Nope, lost by 22, 130 to 108. And then finally, probably in heartbreaking fashion, had the Houston Rockets come into town, lost 112 to 110. Jaden Ivey had a three rim in and out off the backboard. It's just the way things are going for Detroit, I guess, when you're losing a lot of games, that just is what it is. And if you look at their stretch coming up for the rest of the rest of the week, they travel to Washington tomorrow without Cade Cunningham. That is going to be very, very rough. He's every chance of missing the next three to four games as well. So you'd like to you'd think Washington probably win there. Then they have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Milwaukee Bucks come to town, and you can't see them beating them. So you could potentially be looking at a 10-game losing streak for the Detroit Pistons, and that would take them to 3-39 and on the season. Yikes. Yeah. That's that's a bad basketball team. <laughs> anyway, that is our trash for the week. Why don't we go to our question time, slide on in through to our DMs, at Trash Talk with Dbok on Instagram and TikTok. We got a message from at Sports Schmuck. Mr. Adrian, what have you got for us? Minnesota are the market movers in the NBA this season, leading the Western Conference. Can this keep up, or will we see them fade away come the latter part of the season? Very good question. It is. The Minnesota Timberwolves currently right now, obviously coming first out West. They are 20-6 and six in the Western Conference. 8-5 and five against Eastern Conference teams, but they're also a very, very strong 5-1 and one in their division. They've beat the Denver Nuggets, they've beat the Utah Jazz, they've beat OKC, beat Utah again, beat the Portland Trailblazers. Their only loss has been to the OKC Thunder in OKC. The most impressive thing of the lot, I guess, for this team this season, which gives them every chance to continue going on with things this season, is that... They are the best defensive team in the NBA. They held, they held their opponents to 107.3 points per game. You look at what they did today against the LA Clippers, a team who's just been absolutely lights out this season offensively uh, since the addition of James Harden. I know, I'm surprised too. <laughs> they held them to 100, 105 points, only scored 109, but that's all you need. When, you, when you're holding your opponents to a league best, you're going to be winning some games if you've got enough offensively, and they do have one of the best offensive players in the NBA in Anthony Edwards. 
the next best two teams after their 107.3 is Miami and Denver at 111. So there's a massive, massive gap in how this team is defensively. They've got Edwards locked in defensively this year. Mike Conley's always savvy. Uh, his, and obviously they're, they're, they're main big in, in Rudy Gobert, favourite for Defensive Player of the Year for a reason. I think Towns has even bought in a lot on the defensive end of the floor this year. But the biggest player of the lot that I guess no one really mentions, and he got hurt last season just before the playoffs uh, or in the playoff series against the Denver Nuggets, was Jaden McDaniels. He is huge for this team. Not so much offensively, but defensively. And he was a big reason why they held, I guess, Kawhi and PG to, what, 14 of 38 combined? So he's a big reason why this team is winning a lot of games this season. They need him healthy. They do. One, I guess, negative about this team is that they only average 113 points a game, which is fourth in their division and 12th out west. So if the playoffs actually started today, if the Phoenix Suns ended up losing the first game of the play-in but then won the second game, they'd be playing off against the Phoenix Suns. And if you look at the market, I guess, the market would actually suggest that the Phoenix Suns may even be favoured to win that series. And if you're you know, you're going off players based alone, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, I think most people would think that momentum or better players are going to get you home. But in saying that, if this team continues to lock in defensively, they would frustrate the living daylights out of the Phoenix Suns because you'd have McDaniels guarding Kevin Durant and his length could actually be a player that would would worry him, I guess, on, on that end of the floor. And Anthony Edwards, like we said, is a lot better defensively this year, so you'd have him guarding you know, either Devin Booker or Bradley Beal. So they're a team that could win that series. But, yeah, having having that number one or number two overall seed is going to be enormous for this team. It really is. They can't afford the drop-off, and I think a lot of people would have thought that the drop-off would have started by now. It hasn't. And how they were at the start of the year, you know, you look at it, they were $67, now they're 17 So they're starting to get a bit of respect. Seventh in line of betting, which isn't, you know, enormous. They're still $9 to win the West, which is fourth in line in betting. But it really just will depend on who they actually get in the play. And they'd kind of maybe be hoping that someone like a New Orleans or someone drops back into that. They could potentially even play Utah. Who knows? I don't think they'd want to be playing, you know, a Phoenix or a Dallas, even the Clippers, for example. But... They wouldn't want that. If they can get a somewhat easy enough or favorable first-round matchup, you'd say that, then this team can build some momentum. And if you get the best out of Anthony Edwards, we saw how good he was last year against the Denver Nuggets. You know, they lost 4-1, but Denver, like Jokic and Jamal Murray and, and all of them really have come out and said that that series against Minnesota was their toughest in the entire NBA playoffs. So... Yeah, this is a team to watch. I don't I don't think they drop off at all. I think at the very least they win their first round series. Again, probably going to be outsized to Phoenix, but I still think they beat them. I do. And they're every chance. They are. Because you build momentum, you're going to have home court, and you go on with things. So, yeah. Defensively, they get going, though. They really do. They're a, if you love your old school basketball, they're a team to watch. And that game today was was great. To watch for sure against the LA Clippers. That was a play- playoff intensity basketball. You know, when games are finishing with 214 points, that's pretty rare these days. Most totals are around 240. So, yeah, they're they're built for the playoffs. I one 
One other thing I will say about this Minnesota team, I'd love to see them try and make a play at someone. Someone to help that bench unit. I don't know who they're going to go after, but I feel like they just need they need some kind of scoring punch off the bench that, you know, when you can give Anthony Edwards that time to rest, you're bringing in, I don't know whether or not you make a play at Zach Levine to get him back to Minnesota, but he could definitely help you win a championship. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to give up to get him, but... Yeah, that could be the play. He's a he's a name to watch for sure. Anyway, appreciate that question. As always, keep sending those through at Trash Talk with Dbork on Insta and TikTok there. Much appreciated at SportsMark. I know you are keeping a keen eye on the LA Clippers for sure. Why don't we have a look at some of our best bets for tomorrow and see if we can find a winner on Martin Luther King Day. Let's see what we can do here tomorrow. As we mentioned, the bet on last week's episode saluted. No luck with our last two on Insta and TikTok, but we'll see if we can find something for tomorrow. We get two. Somewhat of a double down with our second bet, but we'll hit on the first one for now. Let's go the over 237.5 between the Los Angeles Lakers and the OKC Thunder. The Lakers actually came out last time around and actually defeated the, the Thunder, but with the way that this team is playing right now, they're going to be putting up some points for sure, and the Lakers have not really been defending all that well. So we'll take the over 237.5 in the late one there tomorrow. <laughs> it's absolutely pouring right now in Sydney. This is good. We'll take the Utah Jazz on the money line against the Indiana Pacers. Indiana on a back-to-back after facing the Denver Nuggets, so this one's going to be a tough one for them. You'd almost be inclined to take the Utah Jazz potentially 11 plus there too but we'll stick with them on the money line so you can get $2.50 or plus 150 about that then second bet combine those two again and we're going to add in the San Antonio Spurs and the Atlanta Hawks over 245 and a half you can get $4.91 or plus 391 about that all right we're going to wrap things up here for the NBA on Monday. Hope everyone has enjoyed. It's been some great basketball as always for the week. Keep a keen eye on this Northwest Division because, yeah, they they could be getting four teams in the NBA playoffs this year. They're that good. Sorry, Portland, like we said before. <laughs> but we'll be back again next week. As always, keep an eye out on Insta and TikTok at Trash Talk with D-Bork for more content for the rest of the week. I'll be back on Wednesday for our NBA pod. This has been Trash Talk with D-Bork. I'm out.